Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. Our prayer for you this morning was that you would just sit and receive and soak, much like it's raining outside, in the presence of the Lord as he just comforts our soul, encourages our soul, and challenges our soul to look for him. For after all, he is the reason for the season. I'm going to read a number of scriptures. just want you to to listen. You don't have to necessarily watch me or anything, but just let the words of Scripture starting in Luke just uh, get into your soul this morning. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You are beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. The angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great be called son of the, of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called holy Son of God, and did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. Mary, do you know? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know? That your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby 
walked where angels trod. When you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. Mary, did you Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they enjoyed their wedding night, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he did not know that. Joseph, unmoved but noble, determined to, to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure out a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke to him in the dream. Joseph, son of David, do not hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will be with a son. She will bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. 
This will bring the prophet's embryonic revelation to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew, for God is with us. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. Now about that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quinarius was governor of Syria. Everyone had traveled to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judea, David's town for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time for her birth, it came time for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. Then there were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a, gr a great and joyful event that is meant for everyone worldwide. A Savior has been born in David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you are to look for a baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the, highest, or in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's go to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the shepherds were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they had been told. So today we're going to celebrate and contemplate this event. We call it Christmas. But what Christianity has, has held over the last roughly 2,000 years, it really started in the fourth century after Jesus uh, rose from the dead, was this thing called Advent. And it's a celebration that in, the, in the, um, the Latin is Adventus, meaning coming or arrival. And so we celebrate and we reflect the hope that was fulfilled in the first Advent. The fulfillment of the prophecies laid out years and years, hundreds of years before it was fulfilled. We celebrate the joy that fills our heart that knows that as he came in the first advent, he will come again in the second advent. We celebrate the peace 
that Jesus brings to our hearts. We reflect, reflect and celebrate Jesus, who is God in the flesh. Each of these candles that are up here really represent this broader scope of the Christmas story. It gives attention and gives us really the, the reasons that we can celebrate and the places that we can reflect in this first Advent. What I've done for today, I've asked five different people, and their time will come and light one of the candles. And as we focus in on the candles, we really desire, and have, it's been our prayer, that in your hearts, in your soul, you will have a, a rejuvenation of the hope and the joy and the, the peace that is set ablaze because of our faith in Jesus Christ. The first the first candle, you see there's three candles up here that are purple. And the first candle is what's called the prophet's candle. Now this prophet's candle, it symbolizes hope. Why? Because in, in 400 years before Jesus ever came, there were prophets that looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. Especially, is clear with, with Isaiah and some of the things that he saw looking forward and in one place in Isaiah, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah looked forward with hope. And because he looked forward with hope, that hope was fulfilled. It was fulfilled in Jesus, the one who brings the forgiveness of our sins. So we look forward. We look forward for the, the, the ongoing power of Jesus to forgive us our sins, both now and upon his return. Our hope is, is, is anchored in the life that was born, lived, and died so that we can have the hope of his soon coming return. I'm going to ask James Currier to come, and he's going to light the prophet's candle, and then he's going to pray. Gracious Father, we are so thankful for the opportunity God has given us to enjoy this hope. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Though was seen many years by Isaiah, this came to fulfillment 2,000 years ago. And we are here because of this hope that lives in us. Hope beyond the grave, hope beyond the circumstances. And we thank you because this hope will take us home. We are looking forward for the day that God, we out God, we gather together, together with you, and live with you eternally, rejoicing and enjoying your blessings ever and ever again. Thank you, Jesus, for this eternal hope you have given us in the name of Jesus. We love you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, we pray and we give thanks. Amen. Amen. This next candle is also purple, and it's, it's the Bethlehem's candle. And it's a candle that represents faith. For the story of Mary and Joseph was one of a journey. Now, if you've, if you've ever been with a spouse that's pregnant, that's a, that's a very difficult time. 
and to turn and say, we're going to take a, we have to take a long trip, well, that's difficult. But their faith caused them to go to Bethlehem. And don't we know that in each of our lives, we are on this journey of faith. We've arrived in eternity the moment we receive Jesus, but yet we wait for eternity to be fully revealed in his second coming. And so as we, as we come and we light this candle, we ask the Lord for an expansion of our faith, a strengthening of our faith, a new dynamic of our faith, that he would, in his Holy Spirit, expand our capacity to trust him yet more. So I've asked Sue and Ham to come and, and to light and then pray over this candle. Heavenly Father, we're seeking strength for our faith. We have suffering from the financial challenge, relationships, physical and mental pain. Sometimes it feels like uh, things get worse, more pain, more broken relationships. But the like a pastor said is, we know that the faith is like a risky business because we, don't, we are dealing with something we cannot see. Brother, the greater the uncertainty, the more fearful the steps. Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out. But Bible said, even if our faith is size of the mustard seed, we can move mountain. So, Father, we ask for your help for in growing our faith that enough to us to take steps. So based on your revelations, but having, without having result. But we know that this risk steps of our faith has taken to take two options. It could work, it might not. But we know that we believe your time you're going to ready for do something so good, so big, so we can see your miracle. And everybody see that. that. Thank you for everything these years. In mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. As soon was praying, just felt the Lord say, there are some of you that have had something that you've been carrying for quite a while. And it seems to be growing, and you're wondering when the, the fulfillment, the life is going to come. The life to that is going to come when the journey is completed, and Jesus says, now is ready, I'm ready for the birth. Because that which you're carrying, the Lord is saying, by your faith and his power, it will become a reality. So receive that in Jesus' name. Our third candle is a pink candle. This is known as the shepherd's candle. Because it symbolizes joy. The, the angels announced to the shepherds in the field, there's good news of great joy to all people. Now, the, the candle actually is pink because Christian history, the color, the color rose always represented joy. 
And so for the follower of Jesus, this joy is not a seasonal joy. It's a joy that we live with through good times and bad times, through victories and defeats, because the joy is Jesus himself, because he came in the flesh. I'm going to ask Anne Karanja, I hope I pronounced that close, to come and to light this candle and then pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you this beautiful Christmas Eve, Lord. We want to say thank you for remembering us and sending your son, Jesus Christ, to bring good news into our lives, Lord. We thank you for an ending joy, joy that is not from this world, God, but joy that comes from heaven, Lord, joy that is not dependent on our circumstances, but fill us with your joy, Jesus, Lord with your unfailing love and your unfailing kindness. Thank you for this moment. So, Lord, strengthen us and show us, Holy Spirit, how to be joyful no matter what. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. 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 Thank you. The fourth candle is also purple. And this candle is considered the angel's candle. And it represents peace because the angels announced peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Because Jesus came to bring peace with, between God and man and man to man. What a gift. A gift of peace. As followers of Jesus, we are comforted continually knowing that the almighty God the one who has immense amount of power that is limitless, that will judge, we are at peace with him. It's this candle that ultimately we, we, we receive and we choose to live with that peace every day. I've asked Luis Oreo to come and to light the fourth candle and then pray. This one might be easier. Just push down. Okay. You have to push this down. That's safety. Okay. Okay. Go back to your military days. <laughs> I'm trying harder, Pastor. There it is. Thank you for this bless, Lord. Early in the morning, you wake me up to receive your peace, to talk about your peace. I have a reflection about what peace means for us, for individual and for our for this beautiful church at Bethel. Give up your peace to go through the sins that we have in front of us. Give us the peace to proclaim your word, to say to the world that Jesus is the Lord. Give up the peace in us 
to feel the Holy Spirit deeply in our heart, to say the word that you are the answer to our needs. Give up the peace to proclaim that you are the Lord, are you coming soon for us? Give up the peace and authority in your word to say it to every people that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. Give up the peace, Father. Give up the peace, Jesus. Give up the peace, Holy Spirit. You are with us. We are not alone. We are very deep. Thank you to you for our salvation in Christ. Thank you for your peace. We love you, Jesus. Come with us. We are waiting for you in this blessed of peace. Amen. Amen. The last candle, this one doesn't want to stay lit, the last candle is in the center because the center is the preeminence of Christ. It's the Christ candle. It's a candle of purity and a candle of light. He's the one that has brought the light to our life. He's the one that brings the purity to our life. The great thing about Jesus is that he lived the life that I could not live. So I could live a life that I could not live. We exchange our life for his life. We exchange the darkness in our hearts for the light of his life. And so it is that light that purifies and sanctifies us. And so we celebrate and we give thanks and we reflect on his life. I've asked Darren Doyle to come and to light and to pray over this last candle. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your pure life, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice to come to this earth for us, for your love for us, Lord God. To live a pure life, a sinless life, Lord God. What we could not do, you did for us, Lord God, that we could receive the purity that you have, Lord God. And and all we have to do is just trust in you and follow you and and we can have the purity that you have through your mercy, Lord God. And we receive that today. And we thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Darren. Everyone should have received a candle. The candle symbolizes us receiving the light of Christ. 
And so we've received the hope, faith, joy, peace, and purity. But we did not receive that on our own. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the spreading of the light is from one hand to the next. I've asked Pastor James and Leon to come, and they're going to come and light a candle. And as they light the candle, they're going to bring it to the ends of these rows. If you're on the end, receive the light, and then if there's somebody to your right or to your left, pass that light to them, because that symbolizes the passing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, gentlemen... And so, Lord, we, we thank you for coming at Christmas. We thank you for that Advent, and we look forward to the day that you return. Lord, I don't know after you return what the celebration is going to be like the second Christmas, uh, but, Lord, we know we're going to celebrate. But until that day, Lord, you said that we are to take on your life, and we exchange our life for your life. And in the coming and the receiving of the of the body and the bread, we are receiving. We are taking on the, 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 the substance of your life. And while, Lord, we understand that it only symbolizes it, Lord, by faith, we, we ask that you, would, that you would come and you would increase the substance of you in our life. That you would nourish us and you would strengthen us and you would refresh in us. And Lord, as we, as we serve one another, as we give the gift of communion to one another, speak to our hearts. May there be a a special moment by faith that the Spirit, the Spirit of the living Christ will come and bring men to men, women to women, in a beautiful unity, even as you brought the shepherds and the wise men to the manger. In Jesus' name. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.